Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gon' me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gon' me for my ambition. Welcome on into the Hooper's Log. It is your Thursday TNT Thursday edition, and we had one heck of a couple of a couple of games last night. It was a weird night in the NBA. There were some weird games that happened. But to preface before I get into you know get into these games, I want to kind of give a heads up to the copyright people real quick. And I don't want the Oprah to come after me, but you get a game winner. You get a game winner. You get a game winner. Everybody's on their feet in the Amway Center. Vucevic with a catch. He'll turn. Fire! And then you had Nikola Vucevic with the game winner against the Lakers last night, which I didn't see coming. And then Cody Zeller with the tip-in, with about about a second, couple seconds left in the game. Obviously, Kristaps Porzingis missed the game winner. But those are your three game winners of the night. Again, you're listening here on the Hoopers Log at CLNS Radio in the FanDuel Studios. It was one heck of a night in the NBA. Eleven of them happened last night in the NBA. Eleven games, not eleven game winners. Good Lord, if there were eleven game winners, we might all be dead right now. Uh, it was an unbelievable game in the unbelievable night in the NBA from the perspective of, look, three game winners. That doesn't happen. Normally we don't get three game winners for a week. We got them all in one night. It was one heck of a night in the NBA. It was kind of weird, though. I mean, obviously Charlotte got the win over the Knicks, as we just mentioned, 95-93. Orlando won by two, 101-99. And then obviously the game winner in Denver as Denver beat Milwaukee 103-102. to There are a couple of other games 
that I didn't expect to see. We had one whiteboard with the performance. Andrew Norris is on the phone with us today. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more of that. Andrew, what's up, man? Hey, Chris. How are you? Dude, I'm doing good. You know, Veterans Day was pretty cool. Uh, outside of work, I worked about 12 hours yesterday. It was freaking crazy. But outside of that, life's been good. How about you? Dude, it's it's been rolling. I You know, anytime NBA season's around, I'm I'm pretty much in a good mood. Except for nights like speaking of like four games. Speaking of NBA, we got college basketball starting tomorrow, baby. We're going to start tomorrow, baby. We're getting it going, Diaper Dandy, baby. All right, we got that going starting off tomorrow. We'll give you a little bit of preview of that. But, Andrew, you ready to get into some of these recaps and talk a little bit about what's going on in the NBA? Um, Let's let Kevin Hart answer that question. Agreed. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Again, I just mentioned kind of some game winners. The Knicks beat, uh, lost to Charlotte. It was, a, it was a pretty good game. And then, obviously, uh, like I said, Orlando, L.A. And then we had uh, we had another game in Denver where Denver beat Milwaukee. That's kind of how that happened. But there were some strange games last night from a lot of perspectives. Obviously, Toronto beat Philly. We're not going to get into that one. They destroyed them 119-103. Philadelphia is still winless on the season. Uh, they're what zero and eight. They they can't win a game to save their life right now. I mean, if you had to put them in front of a you know front of the executioner's chair and their and themselves, they they wouldn't be able to get out of it because they can't even win a ball game. I mean, we we wouldn't expect anything less from this team. They're just not very. They're not very good. They're not. They're just. They're not there yet. We mentioned this in the off season. They really are just in shambles. If they win fifteen games this year, it's going to be a miracle because they just cannot get it done. And they're not a team that can do anything this season when it comes to potential. So we're not going to talk about that one. Obviously, uh, uh, Indiana and Boston was one of the games I had mentioned about talking about uh, that should have been watched yesterday. And again, Indiana proving that they're a team that that is just getting better and getting better. And we talked about it on the show yesterday. They're now five and one in their last six games. They're turning it on. Paul George again, twenty six points, ten rebounds, three assists, putting up uh, superstar numbers again. It's just turning into that type of time of time where you know you're starting to see the cream of the crop start to slowly rise up and enter into the NBA conversation, and the Pacers are turning into one of those teams in the cream of the crop. Uh, New Orleans, again, lost again. They're now 1-7. and seven. Atlanta, again, getting another victory, 106-98. to 98. Um, it, Again, when you got a team like the New Orleans Pelicans with all the injuries, obviously Anthony Davis didn't play. It's interesting that they stayed within eight games on this one, or excuse me, eight points in this one. Um, as the Hawks only won by eight points, I expected it to be more of a blowout than I thought. Um, you know, especially once I heard Anthony Davis was out. Um, but the Pelicans kept it close. Uh, if I was a betting man, they uh, they definitely would have won me money because I would have put the plus 12 on them. Uh, I only went 3-8 and eight last night in the NBA. I did horrible. This is the worst night I've had in a long time. It was pretty bad um, from that perspective. Um, some of the games I really wanted to talk about with you, Andrew, was the Clippers and Mavericks. What an what a weird game. I mean, obviously everyone hating on DeAndre Jordan from the standpoint of his offseason uh, debacle and the things that he went through uh, off the court with the Mavericks. Uh, it was evident last night that the Mavericks came out with a lot more spunk than their, than their step than they normally have. Dirk Nowitzki, 31 points, 11 rebounds, truly putting on a throwback Thursday performance on a Wednesday on Veterans Day. You talk about a Veterans Day. He was the veteran of the night. Again, 31 points, 11 rebounds from Dirk. Those are numbers we don't see Dirk put up since, I mean, mid-2000s. This is the kind of Dirk we saw in his prime when he won the MVP back in 06. 
against uh, when, when they lost to the Golden State Warriors in the in the playoffs. That we haven't seen this in a long time. Andrew, what did you see from this game last night? Um, my my favorite part of the game was when Jeff Van Gundy uh, pointed out how Dallas fans will boo DeAndre Jordan, but then they'll turn around and cheer Greg Hardy, which I thought was just fantastic um, as far as just, you know, making you realize how the world is these days, how sometimes we got to have a different perspective on things. Um, but as far as Derek goes, man, I mean, like you said, a huge game last night, 31-11, and 11, but let's look at his body of work this whole season. Me and you in the previews were killing this guy. And it wasn't like, oh, he's no good. It's he's no good because, you know, he's getting older. His legs aren't working as well. But, right. you know, you look at this guy's numbers from the season, and he's averaging 19 points, seven and a half rebounds, and two assists on 55% shooting and 45% from three. He's been no joke this year. He's been one of the best bigs in the entire NBA this year. Just to put it into comparison, his career averages are 22 7.9 and two and a half. So this is a Dirk that's, you know, he's on pace with other years of his career, which is amazing. He's 37 years old. You know, he can barely get up and down the court anymore, but when those big shots come, he's hitting them every single time. Um, yeah, it's but, one of those but, things. You know, Chris Paul didn't good. look great last night. Uh, you, you know, he, he I think he started out something like one for ten from the field. Uh, he had a minus 12 plus minus. I'm not cutting out, am I? No, you're good. Okay. Something like a, like a minus 12 plus minus one. Yeah. Two for 11 from the field, only 11 points. Uh, he had 11 assists. I thought he ended the first half with 12. So that's weird to see, but he ended with something absurd like that. And then he, you know, he just slowed down in the second half. Dallas dominated this game off a of pure emotion though. You know, they were ready to play. Uh, way, way more ready than the Clippers were. I don't think the Clippers took this seriously as Dallas did. Uh, DeAndre Jordan came in and had a terrible performance. You know, not, not he, he's known to not be a good player under any kind of pressure. Um, so you know that that's not to be unexpected. Blake Griffin, twenty-one, nine and three. I mean, he he'll get it done no matter what. Uh, and those are low numbers for him, surprisingly. But Dallas showed they're a little I, – I really think they're a little bit better than I thought coming into this year. Uh, the Clippers have been really disappointing so far, though. Not not playing great ball. Uh, you know, you they almost feel, it almost feels like they're not all on the same page. And I think it might be a little bit of Lance Stevenson. But, you know, it, it's something – they're going to feel their way out. They're a very, very good team with a very, very good roster. You know, you can't worry about them. But Dallas, Dallas – I what, what's their record now? Uh, they're four and four, and four, four now, which you know is better than I would have thought they started. And you know they've been better in the last four than the first four. So we'll we'll see how the season progresses. But as of right now, Dallas looks to be a lot better than we thought, and the Clippers look to be a lot worse than we thought. Well, look if you can if you can inject any uh, good players, which let's just be honest, the Mavericks have a bunch of good players, and I'm talking potential on the verge of Hall of Fame players. When guys like Darren Williams and you know, I wouldn't call him a Hall of Famer, but I, I'd call him like a very good player when he was in his prime. Um, and obviously Dirk Nowitzki's Hall of Famer, but you got a couple of guys on that team who are very good when healthy and when you know when younger, unfortunately. But when you infuse that kind of energy in them from time to, you'll get you'll get performances from them because they've shown it. They can put together games like this and they can win games like this. 
on um, on from an, a regular uh, on and off basis. You know, not a normal basis, but an on and off basis. And uh, I think you like you said it perfectly. This team was running on pure emotion last night from the crowd from the energy in the arena. I mean, they need that kind of energy almost every night in that arena just for them to have a chance because this team is average. They're below average, uh, average at best, average underneath. They're not a playoff team. 118 to 108 again to win, in a win over the Clippers. And DeAndre Jordan, he didn't have the most, the, the best night. He had nine points, I believe, 11 rebounds. I mean, he's a guy who's going to give you a defensive presence, and that's about it. And everyone's ripping. I heard I was hearing listening to the radio coming on home from work last night, and I was listening to delusional people saying, "Oh my gosh, the Clippers! Oh, DeAndre Jordan is the worst center in the league. He can't do anything. If he would have been on the Mavericks, it would have been it would have been a horrible move. I'm glad they didn't he didn't go to the Mavericks. Well, here's the thing, and, and people are comparing. This is the nutso part. People are comparing Zaza Pachulia's stat line with DeAndre Jordan's stat line. Let's calm down. Let's calm down. The only thing Zaza Pachulia has over DeAndre Jordan, which most players have in the league, is his free throw shooting. Zaza Pachulia can't jump 10 feet in the air. Zaza Pachulia cannot catch an alley-oop pass. Zaza Pachulia can rebound, but he's nothing fancy. I mean, he is a, he is a, solid, def- he's a solid player. On, he's on my fantasy team right now. He's just grabbing rebound, rebounds. He, puts, he gets put back. Uh, you know, uh, when, the, when the ball comes in the air, he grabs a rebound. He, he gets put back and does it well. But outside of that, he's nothing special. I mean, he's just a big body that can do some things. DeAndre Jordan is a physical presence down low in the paint on the defensive side of the ball. He's proven it year in and year out for the last two, three years. And he's gotten better every single year. Yeah, his offense is nowhere near what it should be compared to what he's, considering what he's being paid. But his defense, defense makes up for all of it. He should have been in the discussion of winning uh, defensive player of the year last year. I mean, I know he was, but he should have won it in my opinion. Um, he was unbelievable last year on the defensive side of the floor, and that really makes up for a lot of what he does. He is a monster on the offensive side when it comes to his ability to catch uh, rebounds and get alley-oops, but that's all he's going to provide for you. That's why he doesn't get the ball that often. Yeah, he should improve that with the money he's making. He definitely should improve that, but he's not going to give you that. And so for Mavericks fans to come out and be delusional and think that this guy is worse and should have been, you know, should have been the guy who's way better than he already is. Let's chill out. He, we already know what he is. He is gonna gonna be what he is. He's gonna improve on other things, but that's just what you're gonna get from DeAndre Jordan. Let's move on to some other games. These are some of the weird games from the night. Uh, the Nets beating the Rockets in Houston. Boy, that that is that is weird. The Nets are now one and seven on the season, and their first win came against the Rockets in Houston after the Rockets had just won four in a row. I mean, it's really odd. This Houston team, they're kind of like Dallas. They're kind of like Dallas. They're, they're, they are. They're 4-4 four and four right now. And Houston is, they're projected, and me and you agree, they're projected to be a team to compete for the Western Conference Finals and even get into the NBA Finals. Um, and they're a team right now that is, uh, you're, not, you're not supposed to lose to a team like the Nets if you want to win titles. You're just not. And um, it's one thing to lose to them in Brooklyn if that's the case. But to get beat like this in the fourth quarter, only scoring 15 points, really getting annihilated in the fourth quarter, that, that's interesting. And Dwight Howard had a big game, I mean, 20 points, 17 rebounds. But James Harden was, was kind of a no-show. I mean, he had 20-some points, and he, he had a good game. But, again, he got, this team seems to need to rely on James Harden a lot more than not, which almost makes you wonder, why the heck did this guy not win MVP last year? Andrew, what, what did you see from this one? He was my MVP pick last year. Just want to throw that out there. Me too. Me too. I saw I saw a uh, Nets team that was really angry about being one and seven, 
And when that uh, when that fourth quarter came along, uh, they just ramped up the defense, and Houston just didn't look ready. They looked like, well, we're going to take this one, we're going to take it pretty easy, and then we're going to you know go get rested up. And the Nets came out strong in the fourth, and I believe they outscored them twenty-seven to fifteen. Uh, you can't let that happen yeah. on your home court. You can't. Right. Um, you, your home court, especially after scoring thirty-four points in the third quarter. It's almost like after that third quarter, they were just kind of like, "All right, guys, uh, time to wrap it up. We did it." It's you know, it's they, they were outscored thirty-three to twenty-one in the second and twenty-seven to fifteen in the fourth. Uh, you know that that shows a team that's not prepared, that's not taking the game seriously. You know, Dwight Howard, twenty and seventeen, he has looked like his old self this year, averaging seven, almost eighteen points and thirteen rebounds, shooting over sixty percent from the field. But you know. And it's not like Brooklyn had this unbelievable shooting night. This is their starting lineup. No. Four for 13 from Joe Johnson, six for 17 from Brooke Lopez, three for 10 from Jarrett Jack, five for eight from Thad Young, two from Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. That's, I mean, that's like a 40, maybe even under 40% shooting. I think it is under 40% shooting on the night from their starting lineup. Right. You can't, if a team comes to your arena, shoots under 40% from the field, only makes a total their starting lineup only makes two three pointers in the whole game. You should win that game by twenty points. Uh and, and this isn't the first time this year Houston hasn't looked right. They're now four and four. This was a team that, you know, was incredibly unlucky last year as far as injuries go. Um you know, and they I believe they missed the most minutes because of injuries in the NBA. Uh, you know, opposed yeah. to the counterpart in, in the West that Golden State who had the best. So it just shows the luck on each side between the team that you know just missed and the team that won it, and and now they're healthy and they just look dysfunctional. Like they're like, well, we didn't do this all last year. How do we do it now? Um, they got a great coach in Kevin McHale. They got two great players. They got a bunch of really good players, and I still think it's a team that's going to easily win 50 games. You know, they're they're the type of team that they'll go on a 15 game winning streak at some point once they catch fire. Once James Harden. You know, and he did. You saw when he was scoring 40 points a game, they were blowing teams out. Uh, when he right. really starts scoring towards 30 points a game, like hey, he's not 40, then 20, then 40, then 20, when it's just a consistent 30, this is a team that's really going to find its groove and really start dominating. Especially, you know, an East Coast swing for them, that'll be a nice nice couple of wins. So, I mean, they're not a team I'm worried about, but they have looked flat and uninterested this year, which you cannot be at any point during the season when you're in the Western Conference. Yeah, and especially considering this is a bad Nets team where, I mean, you can make the case that, yeah, a broken clock is right twice a day, uh, and that's a guy in Joe Johnson that finally got it done. I mean, he had a great game last night. He was on the verge of a whiteboard-worthy performance. I believe he had 16 points. He had somewhere around uh, 10 assists, and he, he had a, quite a bit of rebounds. He finally came out and played a superstar level of basketball for the first time in two, three years. He's supposed to be a superstar, and the guy puts together games like this maybe once in a while. And you talk about maybe one of the more overpaid players in the NBA, maybe ever, is Joe Johnson. The only time – I mean, kids these days don't even remember the Joe Johnson from the Phoenix Suns. Everyone just sees Joe Johnson and they're like, what a contract. How is this guy getting paid so much? Blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, if you looked at what he did when he was on the Suns, I mean, you're, you're, you'd understand why he's paid so much. This guy was one of the more lethal threats from the three-point area uh, back in the late 2000s when, he had the, when they had the run-and-gun Steve Nash, Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire sons. And Joe Johnson was one of the more big-time contributing factors to that team. And they were scary to face. 
and Joe Johnson was one of those factors, but he finally put together a game where he performed well. Speaking of MVPs, you talk about a guy last night who just did something stupid that I would never want to see again. Composure. Three, another steal. Got the ball, Russ Smith. Good effort. Banked into Curry again. And he banked it in. Banked into screen looking for a foul. He had no intention of really taking that shot except for he thought, he thought a whistle was coming. Out of all the whistles we've had all night. Yeah, out of all the whistles he had all night, Steph Curry decided to throw up a circus shot. It looked like he was coming out of the Harlem Globetrotters tunnel trying to shoot that one. That was a ridiculous play by Steph Curry. It was one of those plays where, yeah, it was cool to watch, but come on, man, why are you throwing up a shot when the refs aren't going to call that? It wasn't even a foul. It was like a little soccer flop that he put together when he fell down trying to receive the call on that one. It was absolutely a joke. And as you know, my stance on Steph Curry is nowhere near high. But, again, Guy put together another good performance. They Again, they put they put Memphis Grizzly in the dirt. 100 to 84. They dominated this team again. And I think the Grizzlies, as we've mentioned, they they might actually not make the postseason this year. And I know that's crazy to say, but this lack of scoring that they have on this team is really starting to become evident. I mean, they have the big men to compete with anybody down low, but as you're starting to see and as you heard in that highlight, the the guard play needs to be addressed when it comes to the Grizzlies. Yeah, they have Mike Conley. Mike Conley's amazing. But they don't have, they don't have a guy that can that can come in and just score buckets when they need it. And that is costing them that is costing them their energy. So like, for example, when you have a rough patch going on offense and you can't do much and you can't really generate any offense, generally you need a guy to push you over the edge. The Grizzlies don't have that. They just don't. And that is going to cost you more games than not in the NBA. And in today's NBA, that might actually hinder them from even making the postseason in the Western Conference. And that's crazy to say, considering this has been one of the better teams in the NBA the last three, four years, and they've been under the radar of being really, really good. Well, now we're starting to see why they've been under the radar. They don't have a go-to guy um, that can really get you buckets when you need them. Again, Warriors 9-0, and the first time a defending NBA champion. And I know, I know it's coming again, but I hate to talk about it, but it's the truth. Last time, back-to-back, uh, an NBA champion, not back-to-back, but an NBA champion went 9-0, 96, 97 Bulls, or 95, 96 Bulls, the year they went 72-10. and 10. It's, I'm just, it's, it's getting to a point now where 9-0, and 0, we almost can't shy away from how historical this start has become. I mean, there's been teams in the past who have done well after winning an NBA title. There's teams in the past who have shown ways to stay dominant and be good. This Warriors team, they look like they're starting to do that. Uh, anything you want to say from this one, Andrew? Yeah, I, I only sigh because, you know, I've I've turned into a Warriors hater, and I and I just gotta I gotta come to grips with it. I've tried to not be, because they are so damn good. But yeah. I mean, this team has an off night and win by 16 against one of the best defensive teams in the league. Uh, you know, I mean, Mark Saul went for 26 points and they, and they won by 16 points. It's just the the talent on this team, the, the more I've watched this season, the more it looks like on any other team, Harrison Barnes would be competing for an all-star spot. I, I mean, right. it, it, it's just, it, they have Festus Azili playing 20 minutes and winning, and winning by 16 points. Leandro Barbosa, he's still alive. Like, this guy is still real. 
then yeah. they just decide, well, we're only going to play Andrew Bogut 15 minutes tonight. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, it's going to work out because we, they're just so good. I mean, Harrison Barnes plus 24 plus minus. Uh, you know, it, it's a historical team. They're still, in my opinion, not going to make the NBA championship. But like you said, it's getting so hard to deny the greatness of this team. And and I'm not, I'm still not on that Steph Curry's, I don't think Steph Curry's even the best point guard. I just think this team is so good. One of the right. most talented teams in the history of the NBA. Whoever, I, I can't think of the uh, Warriors GM off the top of my head, if that man's not the highest-paid GM in sports after this year, it doesn't even matter because that guy—he's a genius. I mean, everybody he drafts works out. I mean, he—he he drafted Steph Curry, he drafted Klay Thompson, Harrison Barnes, Draymond Green, uh, McAdoo, who he's, is even working out. I believe you know he was a second-round pick or a late first-round pick. Whoever he touches turns into gold. It—it's it, reminding me of the Spurs right now, the way that. They'll get these, you know, some of these misfit toys or these old veterans who haven't been good in a couple of years, and all of a sudden they're good again. Uh, you know, it, it's 9-0. and uh, You know, I don't have their schedule in front of me to see how long this could really go. They got the Timberwolves tonight. That's, you know, that's, of course, probably a win. And the Nets, that's probably a win. Uh, you know, so, I mean, right there you're looking at 11-0. and Then the Raptors, maybe the Raptors could slow them down. But it's you know it's it's something that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, the game that I really think you know I'm really can't wait to see, especially if they're still undefeated on the 19th. They play the Clippers on TNT. Uh, yeah, you know, that game starts at 10:30. I will stay up all night to watch that game if I have to. Um, but yeah. it's it's going to be something to see how long they can keep this going because they look almost unbeatable at this point. You know, I hate to say that. I, I don't want to sound like a guy who knows who's Nostradamus, but back in 2013 when this team made the NBA playoffs and the Spurs went on their crazy run in the postseason after uh, they, I think they only lost two games in the Western Conference playoffs in 2013 when they played the Miami Heat and lost to the Heat in seven. Um, th- this this Golden State Warrior team and I'm and I just don't want to sound like like I know what I'm talking about, but back then when they played the Spurs in that series, that was the only team I was scared of. And people were like, why are, you scared of the, why are you scared of the Warriors? Why aren't you scared of Memphis? Why aren't you scared of, you know, some other teams that are coming up? Why aren't you scared? And I'm like, you don't understand. Steph Curry is quick. He's elusive. Our guys are older. And I, I, I knew Steph Curry was a great shooter, but I didn't think he was – I still didn't think he would win games like he did. But that team beat us twice. And there were a couple other games where we won where they made it nail-biters. And they – and that was where I recognized, okay – and it wasn't just Steph Curry; it was other guys, like you were mentioning. You know, these other Bogut. Bogut was a little bit was a little bit hard to guard. Um, just considering he's you know a, a bigger guy, tougher to guard because guys are older and they just don't have the the, the, the legs to, to keep up as much as they used to. Um, but but it was one of those series where I was like, look, this team by next year they could be a Western Conference they could be a Western Conference contender. And it was it was one of those things where I was like, holy crap. I mean, this, this team could come up and be something special. And all of a sudden, you know, last year, two years later, after 2013, they win the title. So obviously they took a step back the year before because they got hurt and they were injured and they just weren't the same and Mark Jackson and all that. But, but man, this team has just been absolutely out of control. And one thing before <clears throat> we move on, I wanted to get your take, Andrew, and you mentioned it last night. Cause I know you got to go soon. Um, I know you got lunch. Your lunch is almost done. But one thing before you go, Pistons and Kings, this was weird. 
Obviously, Rajon Rondo, the only wet for worthy performance of the night. Triple-double, 14 points, 15 assists, 11 rebounds, 3 steals, and a 59 overall on the wet for worthy performance scale with a triple-double. Uh, it was it was weird. The Kings won by 9, and the Pistons looked tired. And you mentioned a point yesterday about four games in six days. That was clearly evident in this one, but it doesn't help when DeMarcus Cousins comes back and decides to drop 33-9 and nine on you as well and decides to play his first full game of the season, or in a while at least. Uh, what did you get from this one, Andrew, before you go? Andrew, are you there? Did he leave? Yep, yep. Did he leave I'm, already? I'm, I'm here. Sorry, sorry about that. It cut out a little bit. But uh, You're all good. DeMar- DeMarcus Cousins showed, you know, he, he's, he's the best center in the NBA. You know, Andre Drummond's a 22-year-old. We all jumped on that bandwagon, and you know I've been on that bandwagon. Bad night, and went for fourteen and seventeen. So let's not you know, <laughs> let's not just jump off that bandwagon yet. But Demarcus Cousins showed you know a player that can do it all. You know, step outside. He hit uh, four three pointers in this game. He was, or yeah, he was four for five from three, seven for eleven from the free throw line. While Andre Drummond over for two from the free throw line. Obviously, he's not going to shoot a three, but. He showed who the class of that position is. Uh, you know, Dwight's right back up there with him. Uh, Marcus All, you know, I think he's a bit overrated, but in a lot of people's mind, he's right up there. But, you know, in four games in six days, I'm not going to freak out over them losing, even to a Kings team, because it's fourth game in six days, and they're on the Western West Coast road trip. Uh, you know, it, it, it could get ugly from here. The Pistons, two out of their next three games are the Clippers, on uh, Saturday, Clippers on Saturday, you know, then they got the Lakers, so, you know, you're looking good there. But then I believe they got, yeah, they got the Cavaliers. Uh, it, it's it's in Detroit, but, you know, you can lose two out of your next three, and then all of a sudden you're six and five. So, you know, it's still a team. I'm still, I still think they're going to make the playoffs rather easily. Um, but, you know, they show that they still have so much room to grow. We all remembered Andre Drummond's only 22 years old, and we saw his potential. Yeah, uh, that's this, that was a tough game last night for the Sacramento King, or excuse me, but for the uh, Pistons last night. Andrew, before you go, who do you have? Who do you have winning tonight? There's three games: Houston, Jazz, Heat, Warriors, Timberwolves, Clippers, Suns. Who you got? I'm going to take the Jazz. I'm going to take the the Warriors, although I think the Timberwolves are, will will cover the spread, which is nine. And then I'm going to yeah. take the Phoenix Suns straight up. Whoa! So, wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's just I think the Clippers are going to be tired after last night. They gave it a lot last night, um, and you know, yeah. it's just it's just going to be one of those weird games. Clippers haven't put it together yet, so and I'm not guaranteeing that by any any stretch of the imagination, but it's a, it's a prediction I'm throwing out there. All right. All right, Andrew. Have a good day, man. All right, man. Peace. All right. Yeah, Andrew Norris is out of here. He's got to get back to work and uh, get back to his busy life. Uh, I'll, I'll finish my recap real quick before I break down who I think is going to win tonight again. It's a short day here on the Hooper's Log. We don't have much going on. Uh, not much going on in the NBA as well. Not much to, Not much really to talk about again. Uh, college basketball starting up here shortly. Um, we're going to have our preview tomorrow a little bit. It's not going to be a long preview or anything. It's just going to basically, we're just going to talk about what we think is going to happen in college basketball this year. There's a couple of big time recruits that we could talk about throughout the year. Um, it's it, college basketball is hard to preview as you know, because anything could happen 
over these next three months, and we would have no idea what will happen come conference time because we don't know how these players are all going to play out against the best competition in the world and in, in, in the nation. So we have no idea how it's all going to work out. But we'll preview a little bit of that for you tomorrow. Last night, one final game before we head to our, our preview and get out of here. Uh, Spurs and Trailblazers, again, my Spurs, they, they won 113 to 101. I did not expect them to come out and win like this. I expected them to win, but not like this. They won by 12 in Portland. I thought Portland would keep it a little bit closer. And LaMarcus Aldridge was really the differing factor. He was the guy who came back to Portland for the first time since he left, obviously, in uh, 35, 35 minutes. He had 23 points, six rebounds, a couple of assists, uh, nine for 18 from the field. That's going to win you ball games if you have that kind of a performance from one of your superstars. Kawhi Leonard had 20 points and seven rebounds, three assists. You're going to get that kind of a W when you have LaMarcus Aldridge playing the way he has. When he was playing not very well the first five, six games of the year. And then all of a sudden, these last couple, he's finally showed up and started playing well. So if he plays like this throughout the rest of the year, you're looking at a solid, scary San Antonio Spurs team. And I honestly didn't expect them to win like this, but since LaMarcus Aldridge had the game he did, he went off. Damian Lillard had a big night again, 22 points, 9 assists, very close to a wiper with a performance, but not quite as the Blazers are now 4-5 and five as they lose on their home turf. Let's preview tonight real quick before we get out of here again. Jazz and Heat, Heat are favored by 5. I would take the Utah Jazz, and I think the Utah Jazz will win. Uh, they are they are currently four and three. They should go five and three after this one. Take the Jazz in that plus the five. I think they'll get it done uh, there. And then you have uh, Warriors and Timberwolves. Honestly, I think the Warriors are going to dominate. I think the Warriors will, will just absolutely kill them. They've been proving me wrong pretty much all season long when it comes to the spread. So I would just take the Warriors in that one and get it going. Um, so I would take that one as well. And then I would take um, I would take the uh, Clippers and Suns. Take take the Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to get a win tonight. I think they're going to get a W and they're going to ultimately win in Phoenix tonight uh, on TNT. Some some kind of below average games tonight. I mean, really nothing to get excited for. I mean, I'm just being real. I mean, I just don't think any of these games are really worth getting that excited for. I'm obviously excited to watch Chuck and the boys talk about some basketball and have a really good inside the NBA show. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, they're just nothing really to get excited for in the NBA for tonight. We obviously have a 25-game slate for the weekend, and we'll get to that on Friday. So, again, thank you again for listening to the Hoopers Live. we got about a minute left in the show. And, uh, again, listen to our show tomorrow, Friday. Uh, Friday the 13th, previewing college basketball. Yeah, we'll be previewing the college game. We'll get it done for you, and we will have one heck of a show. Again, thank you again for listening. If you're listening to the live show, if you're listening to the, to the podcast, thank you again. And uh, you're listening through CLNS, Blog Talk Radio, in the FanDuel Studios. Again, this was episode 8 for you. Episode 9 will be – actually, no, this was episode 9. This was episode 9, episode 9 today. Episode 10 is tomorrow. We'll preview some college basketball for you. We'll get that going. Thank you again for listening. Have a fantastic day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.